It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. It is Friday morning, the punters mate, Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson, the Tab Queensland Racing Carnivals, where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Morning, Chris. Morning, Mark. How are you this morning? Good. How was your Easter? Uh, yeah, nothing oh. exciting. A couple of days in the garden, seemed to be out there doing things and didn't really seem to accomplish anything, so... Like, a waste of like time. your life in general. You know? <laughs> so You'll why, keep. <laughs> why would you expect anything different when you're That's in the garden? True. So, uh, no, it wasn't exciting at all. Didn't go uh, anywhere, really. Didn't do much at all. So, well, that, uh, that really inspires me with confidence. What about you? Well, that really inspires me with confidence when we get to your top three highlights. <laughs> if I just ask how your well, weekend was and it was as boring as you know what. Well, but anyway, no, I, will, I had to work. We had the show Friday mm-hmm. and then. Paddy and Hills Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, had family Easter get together um, at my daughter and son-in-law's place out there at Bundam near the track. Yeah. I was because I was paying close attention when I was out there. Um, jumped the fence and just walked the track. Good because the big goodbye. It was running there on Wednesday. So as a, as the owner, as one of the owners of the big goodbye, I thought it was my right to just check the. What well, anyone can just go- walk on the track? Can they? No, no, only owners. Okay. Right. So just Big to, time owners. Just to walk the track. And I reported back to Rob Heathcote that, look, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be a good track come Wednesday. And I think we'll be okay. And uh, it ran third. It yeah. was a good third. Yeah, I think uh, it was a good run. Good run yeah. out of the circumstances. Yep. So anyway, that was that was me for Easter. A little bit more entertaining than yours. Yeah, it was a little bit yeah. more entertaining than mine. But Top uh, look, three highlights. All the others. Top three the highlights. Weekend. Now, my for first the highlight the week yep. has nothing to do with Queensland racing. But I really think this has to be mentioned, and that's Craig Williams's effort yep. to go to the Ukraine. Oh, well, that's a pretty good effort, mm. isn't it? I'm sure you've heard about that. His wife Larissa uh, is Ukrainian, and he and Larissa made the trip to uh, to the Ukraine. I think they made it to the border and dropped off some um, some packages there, some medical supply packages, etc. So that's that's a hell of an effort. Uh, so full marks yep. to Craig Williams and his wife Larissa. That that's a good effort. So they get my top. I think gone. it's a bit better than a good effort. That's well, an outstanding. Yeah, effort. It is yeah. an outstanding yep. effort. So they're on top. Number two, Sacred Oath, of course, is the horse yeah. that Shane Warne was a part of, or is, was, I don't know what to say there, a part owner in. Of course, one finally at the Gold Coast on Saturday after uh, being unlucky, maybe on debut, probably beaten by a better horse on the day. And then the second start, of course, was uh, nearly put through the fence there, unfortunately, at uh, Ipswich. The horse recovered, won a trial recently, and went to the Gold Coast last week, straight to the front, and won. And, of course, he's owned also by uh, Campbell Brown yep. and some other heavy hitters uh, in the AFL uh, in the AFL and ranks yeah. and SEN ranks, of course. So do you say that about, if you were talking about, you know, the big goodbyes third, mm. would you say, of course, owned by <laughs> heavy hitters. Mark Braybrook, Ian Healy, Pat Welsh, Daniel Brixey and uh, others, uh, heavy hitters heavy something. In, in Queensland? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, would I'd you say, say that? Would uh, you say that? Well, 
Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah you're media personality. But so. as I as well as I said to mates, I was playing golf with on Wednesday, not far from the Ipswich uh, racetrack uh, track. Um, the reality is, we don't even own a hair in its tail, oh, to be honest. But we have fun, and that's what it's all about, <laughs> racehorse ownership. Unless you're a big time owner. It's it's getting together and having fun, going to the races, having the, the social side of it. It doesn't matter what you want. I know we could have gone as owners, yeah, but I was playing golf and Heels was in Adelaide. And Rob Heathcote told us, we'll win 78 cents out of that. We'll oh. get 78 cents out of that win on You're not going to win Wednesday. much, but you're not going to outlay a lot either. We've won but more you're going than April and Augusta. Well, April in Augusta hasn't made her debut yet. There it's we not go. far away. There we go. So that was Watch number, this space. So how do we get to the big goodbye out of where? Sacred Oath. And my, how, do, yeah. how do we get to there? Oh, no, that's well, right. Because you – no, because you – um giving Campbell Brown a mention, but you don't mention us when you mention the big goodbye or Hell of a Barty or Greylander or many the plethora of other horses we own. Because they didn't win. Sacred Oath did. Yeah. Uh, Giant killer. Last week, Je Suis Belle. We had this race with Zoo Style, uh, shooting for gold all engaged. We thought, oh, this is a two-horse race. Up comes Je Suis Belle and runs them all down. A horse that's really, really consistent, trained by Mark Curry at Toowoomba. No surprise to see it win, really, if you go back and look through the form. Uh, some of some of us uh, tipsters and punters had us stuck with what was in our black book. We'd be uh, eating caviar all week, but we didn't. So there you go. So they're my top three. Craig Williams clearly on top. Sacred Oath and Je suis Belle. Gypsy Goddess. News on Gypsy Goddess. Yeah, Gypsy Goddess trained by David Van Dyke, who ran that terrific second in the Australian Oaks there at uh, Randwick a couple of weeks ago. Will kick on and go around in the Queensland Oaks coming up in the next uh, month or so. So onward and upward for Gypsy Goddess will be a terrific uh, chance in that race. And, of course, the horses that run second or horses come out of the AJC Oaks or the Australian Oaks uh, that run second have a great record in the Queensland Oaks. So that's exciting. She's a real draw card for our carnival. Uh, we mentioned or we last Friday on the program, We you might, people may have missed it because it was Good Friday, but we spoke with Michael Costa, who, of course, is heading to Dubai yep. uh, to take up training duties over there for one of the sheiks. And he mentioned on our program last Friday morning that Annabelle Neesham is going to get uh, quite a few of his boxes on the Gold Coast. Yes, she's going to get uh, at least 40 of Michael Costa's boxes. Uh, which means she'll be ringing up some very smart horses, well-bred horses up to uh, to Queensland. And, of course, that'll probably mean that Zaki and Mwanga will go around uh, over the Winter Carnival, which is big news for us. Of course, Zaki was a standout last year. So that's great news for the Gold Coast, great news for Queensland uh, Racing, and great news for Annabelle Neesham. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, Mick Dittman is going to hang him up. Well, 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 when I say hang, he's already retired as a jockey, <laughs> but he's going to step away from... Heavy involvement in racing. Yeah, he's doing a lot of work with a guy uh, looking after a gentleman's uh, racing interest in Singapore and has been doing for some time. But he thinks the end of this year will see him out. That'll be it. Retirement time. So a lot more golf, I would suggest, for uh, Mick Dittman. We're going to speak to Luke Dittman, Mick's son, of course, uh, very shortly. So we'll get an idea of uh, what Mick will be doing uh, when he does retire, maybe playing a bit of golf with Luke. Last time I spoke to Luke, he was a guest on the Darling Downlow. And the pressure was on him because we just keep talking to winning jockeys, and he saluted um, at about 15 or 20 to 1. Boom. Yeah. Send us he, away, Luke Dittman. He's in form, and he, um, he's one of the, one of these guys, though, that it's always a battle for him to to get to the weight. He's know? 5 foot 9, mm. what, 5.97, or nearly 6 foot. That's what he is. Uh, so it's so tall. As you say, it's a real battle, daily battle, and we'll be able to ask him about that. I think he said... In a recent article, if he could continue to ride until he was 30, he'd be happy. But I think he's past 30 now. So, oh, He's got the ride on Shakiro tomorrow in the Mick Dittman plate, named after his father. 
We better take a break here on the punter's mate because other side of the break, we will be speaking to Luke Dipman and it's all thanks to the tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season. It's where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. This is the punter's mate on SEN. Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson on this Friday morning. Uh, you know when you get that first sense of spring, you know, with the cut grass and yes. the temperature warming up? You get that first sense, I reckon, last week and even Wednesday at Ipswich. You get a feel now that the Winter Racing Carnival is not far away. Well, it's not. No, it's, it's next corner. week. Yeah. But <laughs> so what I'm right. saying is, you know what I mean? That that taste of yeah. uh, the really good races and tomorrow is no different. Three listed races. The Princess uh, for the three-year-old fillies heading towards the Oaks. The Tails for the open class gallopers over a mile. And the Mick Dittman Plate, mm. of course, featuring Luke Dittman riding Shakiro. And Luke has been one, uh, very kind to join us again here on SEN. Uh, we've spoken to him a couple of times. The last time we spoke to him, it was on uh, the Darling Download, Chris, with Sammy Highland and I, and he continued our streak by riding a winner, and we're hoping, fingers crossed, that Shakiro can get him over the line in his old man's race, and he's joining us now. Luke, thanks very much for your time again, mate. How are you? Good, boys. Yourself? Very oh, well. You must be very excited about uh, being able to get on board a horse in a race named after your father. It must be a great thrill for you. Yeah, I'm wrapped. Um, I've ridden it a couple of times, and... Uh, failed to win it, unfortunately, but it's it's high up there on my list. Like obviously, every jockey wants to win a Group One, but this is probably second in my book, considering it's Old Boys Race. So it'd be nice to get over the line first tomorrow. Shakiro, Luke, uh, nothing wrong with his form, really. I know he's been beaten fair margins uh, his last four starts, but they've all been in much stronger races. So there's no nature strips and and home affairs going around in this race tomorrow. And, he seemed, I know the odds have nothing to do with you, but he seemed to be overs around $20, I thought. Yeah, I thought the same. Like, obviously, uh, you take a quick glance at his form and and it looks like he's run some ordinary races. But as you said, he's behind sort of Wild Ruler and, and Nature Strip. Like, there are no mugs or horses. And he goes to a race today, which is probably better, or will arguably better than the race he's been running in. So... Um, he seems to like Queensland. He's done his best work up here, and if he can uh, find that length or two, I think he'd be right there at the finish. Now, you happy with the barrier? Oh, yeah, stack, uh, stoked with the barrier. Um, takes a lot of the thinking out on my part, like just have him where he's happy. There's a little bit of speed in that race, so um, depending on what Chris wants me to do, but I think he should just be in behind the speed, and, and it's quite easily managed out of barrier three. Yeah, you should get a lovely run from there. I mean, there's probably three leaders. Uh, Prince of Boom will probably lead, but there's a couple of others that that'll hopefully take Prince of Boom on a little and and, and make him earn the lead and give the, uh, the those off the speed such as yourself some chance. That's just what I need. If I can camp him behind him and they put a bit of pressure on uh, the early favourite and and I can be just in behind him, sort of doing no work. Then obviously when uh, when the time comes and he's asked to sprint, he, he hopefully he can run over the top of him. A field of 16 at Doombin, um, Luke, how does that, does that change things? Because that's a pretty big field for Doombin, you know, in your tactics Obviously twice, it yeah. is. Um, look, if, if I draw on wider, it probably probably makes a big difference. But like I said, out of three, out of those those inside barriers, you, you as long as he jumps, you're sort of guaranteed a good position. Um, you know horses will be sort of making their move a little bit earlier because you'll have 
are stacking that field. So it's just positioning him, uh, putting him in a position where I can get clear running at the top of the straight and just make sure he's got enough in the tank to, to find the line. Now, Luke, I know you're tall um, compared to me. Everybody's tall. But uh, I was doing some research online last night, and you're almost six foot. How are you going with the weight battle? Um, oh, it's a question I always get. Uh, I think it's the same as every day. It's never easy. Uh, I was sort of happy to, to finish my apprenticeship and and maintain the weight. And now I'm 30 years old and still been able to ride. Obviously, I can't ride 54 week in and week out, but I get some handy rides around the 55 and a half, 56 mark, and I can do that pretty comfortably. And if that's the case, I'm wrapped with how my weight is at the moment. And if that is the case going forward, you'll just keep riding for as long as you can? Yeah, obviously it's a passion. Um, like it's been my entire life since I was sort of five years old, ever since I've seen the old man ride. So as long as I don't have to completely kill myself to do it and and the rides keep coming, yeah, I, I see myself riding for as long as I can. News during it's the week. If, uh, Sorry, yep. I was going to say, it's hell if they decide to put the weights up a kilo or so, but that's yeah. probably not going to happen, but I can be optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> News during the week. Good article in the papers during the week about uh, your father and his time in Singapore and uh, basically winding down a bit. Um, any looking forward, obviously, to him coming home and spending a bit more time? Yeah, he's been... Um, he was back for about 12 months during the pandemic, which uh, which was good. Uh, got to play a bit of golf with him every week. So it was it was nice having him back. And look, I, I think he's probably at an age where he wants to tone it down a bit. And, and obviously he's got like my little brother and sister going to school in Australia and he doesn't want to miss out on their childhood. So he's talking sort of the next year or two that he'd probably pull up stumps in Singapore and move home. But he's said that for the last five or six years. So <laughs> I'll have to see it to believe it. But... um yeah, it would be it would be good having him back full time. You mentioned playing golf with uh, with your dad. Mm. Uh, was, was Shane Dye involved in those golf uh, golf games as well? Uh, I I haven't played golf with Shane in a while. Um, he's too hard to beat, to be honest. But um, <laughs> he, he's on the coast, and I see him quite regularly. But uh, yeah, there's a there's a school of them that get out towards that grand that um that like to have a whack, but uh, if you're not on song, you can do a bit of money, that's for sure. <laughs> well, mate, I look, I'm, I don't mean to be dropping names here, but a neighbour of mine, a good friend of mine, Greg Ritchie, uh, is a very good golfer, and he's good friends with Wayne Grady. And so I got invited to go and play with him one day at Lakelands, and I just, I had a day out. I was playing really well, and Grades doesn't hit it very far, um, so I was keeping up with him and, and going all right, and he sledged me on about the 13th hole by saying, you're not a jockey, are you? And to, in other words, you're not a cheat, basically is what he was saying, because my handicap did not match my ability on the day. I was playing better than that's my handicap. That's hurtful, you know. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, my I point... said that's hurtful, you know. <laughs> my point being, though, Luke, jockeys have a reputation, though, uh, of being uh, their handicaps being worse than their actual play is. Don't tell me you're like that as well. No, no, I'm off about uh, I'm off about six at the moment. Well, there you go. There probably you go. Matches, there you my, go. Yeah, matches my ability, but... Good, um, yeah, um, I'm sure if we start betting, I've won eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm off ten. But anyway, when uh, Grade said that, I just couldn't hit it after that. I thought the, U- the USPJ champion thinks I'm a, a cheat by yeah. calling me that. That's he what he was saying. And that's I, dribble, was I dribble it off the tee and I was useless after. Anyway, Luke, that's another yeah. story for another day. Mate, thanks so much for your time. It's always great to chat to you. You've been so generous with your time here on SEN. And we wish you the best of luck tomorrow. Thank you, boys. I appreciate you having me on. There he is, mate, uh, Luke Dittman. Yeah, that, that just destroyed me.
I'm thinking well, that's what, that's what USPJ champ. To do. There you go. Because they have that reputation. Just jockeys, tells me that you wouldn't yeah. make it in the big oh, league. Oh, I'm mate. off 16. I'm off 16 and plays to seven and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> that's what they're like. I that's can't imagine. imagine Mick Dippman and Shane Dye playing together. Oh, and amongst others too. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, a great passion of a lot of jockeys. And oh, yes. being as competitive as they are, oh. they don't want to give another jockey an even break. No, probably be worse on course than it is uh, on the race course. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. We've got follow, fold or forgive after the news, which is not far away. We'll also get the latest betting markets with Scott Cross from CrossBet. Plenty of other good sport around this weekend. And uh, your tips for what promised to be a, a very interesting weekend of racing. Yeah, a really good day's racing at, uh, at Doombin tomorrow. The weather looks pretty good. I think we'll mm. be racing on a good track and some very good horses to go around. A break and back with more. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. The Tad Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. News coming up shortly. After the news, we'll be back with Follow, Fold or Forgive. And there's a plethora today. Five. Well, you, yeah, you've been, well, I've got one. Um, Six altogether. One, two, I think I know three, what yours five, six. Yeah. Well, you don't. That's the thing. That's, I think I do. That's the excitement of what's <laughs> coming up after the news. As I mentioned, uh, Scott will be joining us, uh, Scott Cross from CrossBet, and your weekend forecast. Um, and look, I don't want to dampen your enthusiasm. I hope you like the segue there. But there are a few showers forecast for today. But it seems like zero to two mils. That's just going to settle the dust. Okay. Right, as long as you're happy with that. That's all. I just wanted well, you... I will be. If it's zero to two mils, I'll be happy. If it's any more, I won't be happy. Okay. Four mil tomorrow. Ah. High chance of showers most likely in the morning. Yeah, well, it better not happen. It, it, it's been one of these things where the rain seems to come Friday or Saturday lately. Or the rain seems to follow the races, as oh. in Sydney. And I noticed uh, Melbourne have had a wet week as well. Sydney have finally dried out a little, I think. I'm not really sure because it seems to change daily. But, but now the carnival's we're getting a few over. showers. The carnival's well and truly over. So. Yeah. Yeah, it stopped very abruptly. We've gone from, I think, three or four Group 1s to a bunch of benchmark races tomorrow. So, yes, all eyes are now on Queensland. And we didn't, you know, I, for Luke Dittman tomorrow, if he was to win that race named in honour of his father, I mean, that would be a career highlight. As he mentioned, Group 1s, yes, but to win a race like that, yeah. um, I can't. Think I reckon he'd swap a Group One for that. I reckon he probably will. I think he's won a Group Three in Melbourne of all places. I think he's won a Group Three. Uh, but look, this would be a highlight for him if he was able to win on. Excuse me, able to win on Shakiro tomorrow for sure. Um, I'm not so sure if his some, dad will be there, but it'd be great if he was. There's some decent horses in the race. Prince of Boom is the favourite. Um, start Tontes uh, is there as well from your stable. Listening, yes, Start Tontes. Well, Rob Heathcote. You know, our trainers. Well, mind you, we've got a plethora of trainers as well. you got I Tony mean, Gollan training one of yours yeah, and, and Chris Munson. And Trent Edmonds trains oh. a few of us. So it's hard to keep up, and Heels doesn't do a great job of keeping us Has informed. Has he been replaced as um, no, managing No, he hasn't. We, we haven't had a we haven't had a, uh, annual general meeting yet <laughs> to decide whether um, that and the fact that he was the one that distributes all the, the winnings for us. So it makes it oh, a bit hard in that respect. Four times 78 cents? No, well, we got $9 <laughs> <laughs> a couple of months ago, so between five, four of us. We're now five. We're going to split five ways. He, see, he's invited one of his mates in without asking. Oh, that's the, not on. Exactly. We better take a break. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858.
This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Friday morning, Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson. All thanks to the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival. It's where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 Racing across the southeast for the next week, Chris. We were supposed to be racing in Cairns today, but they've had a bit of rain. Speaking of rain, of rain before the news, they've yeah. had a lot of rain, in fact. So no Cairns today and no Tower Hill tomorrow or Sunday. Really? Yes. So that's been abandoned already, the the meeting at Tower Hill tomorrow. Where is Tower Hill, Mark? Uh, North Queensland. North Queensland. Um, so Cairns off, Tower Hill off. Uh, harness racing at Albion Park. Uh, Greyhounds today at Ippy again and Rocky, Rockhampton. Now, you, for some reason sent me a text when I was trying to relax and, you know, wind down after an extremely long day, asking me when Albion Park yeah. are coming back online. I mean, you don't go to Capella Bar. Why would you want to go to Albion Park? I just Park? wanted to know. Just like to keep abreast of things, Mark. So trials may be next week. May the 4th, I think, is the um, the date that now, isn't it? Yes, but Luke Gatehouse was telling us on Breakfast with Patton Hills that trials, they're hoping to have some trials next week and then, yeah, first week in May to return to Albion Park. He's missing his... CEO's cut of steak. Right, um, they're going to be backed up, those steaks. They're yep. certainly aged. There'll be a few of them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, racing tomorrow, Doom and Aquas Park, Gold Coast, Dolby, Longridge, Julia Creek, Yapoon, um, Harness Racing, Albion Park, Greyhounds at Ipswich and Townsville, Sunny Coast on Sunday for the Thoroughbreds, Redcliffe for Harness Racing on Sunday, Capalabar and Ipswich. You've had your chance. And then uh, Monday, Bow Desert, Anzac Day. Yes, Aquas Bow Desert on mm. Anzac Day. Six races, so a compact little card. Kanamala is racing as well yeah. on Monday. Um, what, um, what's it? Slim Dusty does oh, a good song about Kanamala. Okay. Uh, and Wandai as well. And Wondai. then Harness, uh, Greyhound, sorry, at Bundaberg and Ipswich. Then racing on Tuesday, Yapoon, and back to Ippy on uh, Wednesday. Yes. Okay. Now, thanks to Aquas, speaking of Aquas Bow Desert and Aquas Park Gold Coast, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility, follow, fold, or forgive. All right. Let's start with... Festival Prince. Why not start with Festival Prince? Now, he went around last Saturday as a $2.40 favourite, and plenty of us thought that he would be winning race number five at Eagle Farm. Well, he loomed up on the home turn to run past him, and he just didn't go on with it at all. So that's the third run back from Festival Prince. His first two, his first run back, he was caught wide. Second run, he was narrowly beaten. This time out, he had every chance. So he's going in the bin for a while, Festival Prince. He might be a little bit overrated. So no more Festival Prince for a little while. Mm. So he is a, a definite while. fold. He's a fold. Yep. Till he shows a bit more, he's being folded. Shooting for gold. Well, he's not a fold. Definite uh, follow. We knew he'd run well first up in the Ascot behind Jesui Bell. He got back in the field as we thought he would, and he was weaving his way through. I thought he was going to win, but Jesui Bell got to the outside and was able just to finish too well. There was a 1.25 lengths between them. Shooting for gold, definitely a horse to follow. So follow, shooting for gold out of race eight last Saturday. Platinum Euros. A horse trained by Nat McCall on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, lightly raced. Bit of X factor about this horse. He's always shown good ability. He gets back in the field, but gee, he can finish off. And he did that well, I thought, over 1,200 last week. He's been a bit of a risk at 1,200 in the past, but he finished off well. He's uh, more seasoned now. I think he could get away with something. Maybe something minor over the carnival, even Platinum Euros. So he's a definite follow. Okay, so we've got Fold Festival Prince. Follow Shooting for Gold, Follow Platinum Euros, Soothsayer. Now, we're off to Ipswich. This was the midweek meeting on Wednesday. Soothsayer went around in race number one. And if you look at the video of this race, 
I don't know if you could say he was a good thing beaten, but he should have finished very close. He didn't jump well. He got into trouble at the start. And then uh, ridden by Carl Zekner, he just seemed to run into dead end after dead end after dead end. All sorts of trouble. Nothing at all went right for Soothsayer. Trained by Lee Friedman. Lightly raced. Shows good ability. And there was money for him late. So I'm suggesting we stick with Soothsayer. He will be winning a similar tight race shortly. That was a class one. He's already won a race. So he'll be getting away with something like that in the not too distant future. He is a follow. So three follows in a row after a fold. What about Champagne Pop? Champagne Pop from your stable, the Rob Heathcote stable. Uh, one of our Lloyd stables. Broke, one, one of your st- many stables. Yeah. He was a good run. Now, they put the blinkers on Champagne Pop. He's the sort of horse that gets back. He's only likely raced himself. And at his initial campaign, he was running on late at the Sunshine Coast, which is a big, long straight. First up here, or second up here at Ipswich on Wednesday, they put the blinkers on, which I thought might spark him up from the gates, and, and, and he settled a bit closer. Didn't work at all. He still settled well back in the field, but again was making ground. Ipswich is not his track. It's too tight turning for him. He needs 1,400 metres at least, and he needs a bigger track, which is the Sunshine Coast or Eagle Farm. So stick with uh, Champagne Pop. He'll be breaking his maiden very Actually, yes, he is a he. I always think of Champagne Pop as being a she, but he is a he. Champagne Pop will be breaking his maiden very shortly. Four follows. Four follows. How's that? the Festival Prince Got to be positive, Mark. And my um, follow, fold or forgive. Drum roll. The big goodbye. Oh, what a surprise. No, in all seriousness, I'm surprised that I'm surprised that you haven't included it in yours because it was a very good run. Why would I do that and spoil your It was a very good run, I thought. It is a, it's a follow, our horse. Yeah, I thought it was a good run first up. I thought um, it just sort of uh, a little bit one paced on the home turn. I thought he'd sprint quickly. Mm. He didn't, but then he picked up late. So I think benefit uh, of fitness-wise, he'll benefit from that. And Heel said he struck a little bit of a muddy patch uh, when he was winding (laughs) up. Yes, I don't know. His wheels were spinning there. I have no idea where he got that. I don't know. uh, Okay, well, the big goodbye is a follow. Um, Garibaldi, we haven't had an update on Garibaldi for a while. No, he must uh, be, uh, I haven't seen well, him no, at the trials you, you either. Ha- you haven't actually been uh, researching what's happening. No, well, I haven't there. seen him at any trials no. either. He might be having a bit of a break. Now that's thanks to Aquas, Queensland best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter, our follow, fold or forgive, five follows and a fold this How good week. Is that? That's outstanding. Now time to get the latest betting markets with CrossBet. And this, I'm I'm a little bit worried here because something weird is going on between me and Scott Cross. I sent him a text two weeks ago when I got COVID to say that, mate, I'm not doing the show. It's Chris Nelson and Sammy Hyland, blah, blah, blah. Never got a reply until 3.46 on Tuesday morning as I was coming to work. (laughs) But hope you're well, mate. Uh, No drama. So I don't know. And then he tried to send me a text yesterday and never got through. Did you respond with, thanks for getting back to me. Glad you care. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've got no idea what's going on between the two of us. It's starting to really freak me out. Scott, good morning. Mate, very good morning to you too. I'll uh, I'll promise I'll stop sending you messages at uh, all sort of ungodly hours. I'm thinking, what's he doing up? But no, it's weird because he didn't. You didn't get my text. You were telling me. No, mate. I think there's there's, there's gremlins in my phone, or, or, or people don't want us talking together. Yeah, Who knows? Absolutely. But anyway, you're on the show. That's fine because uh, you got a, sent me a text yesterday that never got to me, and you got it returned to you. But we're okay today, and it's a big weekend. Anzac weekend is always a big weekend of sport and very emotional matches being played, and uh, I reckon we. We've got a really important game tonight at Suncorp Stadium. Um, I know it's 14th against 16th, the Broncos against the Bulldogs. But if the Broncos, uh, you know, want to say they're moving forward as a club, if they can't beat a Bulldogs team that's been ravaged by injury and COVID itself um, at home, 
questions will be asked. How, how do the, what are the punters I think, thinking? I think you're 100% correct. It's a, it's a make-or-break game for the, for the Broncos. Look, they are heavy favourites at $1.31. Uh, the Bulldogs are $3.50. The Lions at 10 and a half. Funnily enough, we have seen money come for the Bulldogs at plus 10 and a half. But as you said, I think it's a very, very important match for the Broncos because uh, you know, there'll be more questions asked if, uh, if they can't beat the Bulldogs. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll see what happens there tonight. And you'll hear that match here on SEN. Myself, Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler will be at Suncorp Stadium to call that game tonight. Uh, we've got a couple of Queensland derbies, the Q clash in the AFL. But before that, uh, tomorrow afternoon or evening at 5.30 in a wet old Townsville. It's been a bit wet up north. Uh, the races in Cairns have been called off and rain in Townsville as well. The Cowboys at home against the Titans. Yeah, very, very close match. This dollar eighty Titans, $2 Cowboys. I think it's going to be a really good game. I mean, just despite the wet, um, I think we've got to go with the home team here. And the, I think the Cowboys at uh, at 2 bucks is, is value, and that's where I'll be going. I think that's outstanding value when you consider there. To me, they're in much better form uh, than the Gold Coast Titans. Um, at home, yeah, that's pretty good value for the Cowboys. Surprised with that one. I would have thought the Cows at home. But um, anyway, the, the bookies know better than I do. What about the Suns and the Lions? Uh, Q Clash, I think it's Q Clash 22. Chris, you're the AFL man. Do you remember? Is it Q? Q, Q yeah, Q, Q Clash. Q Clash 20, 22. No, number 22, I yeah, think it is. Amazing. Yeah. 22 of them we've had. How is I it think it's going to be very hard to go against the Lions here. Dollar thirty-five. you know, 17 and a half is the line. Gold Coast at $3.20. Um, haven't seen a lot of support for Gold Coast. Uh, I just think this is another runaway win by the Lions. I wonder how many Q clashes the uh, Suns have won. It wouldn't not be many. many. No, it I think it's just a, a handful. Not many at all. So that's on the Sunday at Metricon, Sunday afternoon at Metricon. Now, Scott, this is where we find out about the Australian teams, isn't it? Magic Round starts uh, this afternoon in Super Rugby, and your Reds, which CrossBet sponsors, are taking on the Hurricanes. And I think from what I was having a look at CrossBet – all the New Zealand teams are, are pretty much favourite across the board, aren't they, this weekend? I've been cringing waiting for this, uh, <laughs> this question. Um, to, to add insult to injury, uh, the Reds have got two key players out. Uh, yeah. Jordan Pattaya's out and uh, JOC, James O'Connor's out. So the Reds are at $3.95. The Hurricanes are $1.24. Look, I find it near impossible uh, to tip against my beloved Reds, but yeah, the, the, the smart money is on the Hurricanes. And as a Kiwi friend of mine, uh, keeps reminding me, he said, after this round, we will realise it's a ladder of lies. So the rubber will really hit the road and see where the Aussie teams end up after this round, uh, having the, our first round against the Kiwi teams. But it's exciting. I'm very happy to see how uh, Magic Round goes. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be taking the Reds plus one. But I think the smart money will be on the Hurricanes with injuries to the Reds. That's harsh, isn't it? Harsh but fair, a ladder of lies. Uh, look, Rough. Yeah, it is, but... You know, when you, we'll we'll know more over the weekend, and the poor old Melbourne Storm and Warriors, they've got to play Monday night at Amy Park. After well, there's only five games I think because one of them's been postponed for COVID. Minor Pacifica have been absolutely smashed by COVID uh, this uh, Super Rugby season, but the rugby league could have follow I think five games of Super Rugby at the one ground. That ground is going to be chopped up, particularly if the rain is in Melbourne. Uh, come Monday night, they'll be doing a remarkable job if they can get that ground um, looking. 100% come uh, Monday night. Absolutely. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a mud fest. And just one little by the by. Yeah. Don't forget there's a horse called Profit making its first return on oh. Saturday race at Doombin. Oh, Chris, you didn't tell me that. 
Yeah, look, he, he's there, Scott. But what what chance do you give him? He hasn't raced for a little while. He's nice and fresh. Oh, look, I think I I, I think the plan for this is you know, first I have to play at the cobwebs. A mile's probably not ideal, and you know we we might be aiming at the Scone Cup. I don't know. So I, I mean, I, I, I'm not. I wouldn't be putting the house in him, but maybe putting the exotics. <laughs> so that's uh, that's about as confident as I am. See, it's easy for you. You've only got one horse. You and Chris have only got one horse to follow. Me, Heels, and Patty, and Brixie. We've got. A plethora. I've got about seven we have to follow. I mean, the big goodbye finished third at Ipswich. We've got Greylander being gelded. We've got Hell of a Barty coming back. We've got a name a horse. He also got a name. We've got a name a horse coming up. We've got that many going around. It's hard for us. Difference is Scott's got well, mate, one. I, 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 Scott's got one. <laughs> I'll swap your tra- one. I, I won't swap your training fees. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, you've got about point point oh 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 one percent share. Not even, not even that much. Good on you, mate. And hopefully our phones will be sorted, and I'll talk to you during the week. No worries. Take care. Bye. See you, mate. Scott. There he is from uh, CrossBet. Scott Cross. Yeah, Profit. Not a bad horse. Hey, it's a good he's horse, good Profit. Horse. He's, yeah. been a, he's been a good money spinner uh, for Chris Anderson. Are you getting nervous? Yes. Are you Me? Getting, yeah. No, because I don't even know when we're running yet. Uh, All I know what's is Kelly that, doing? Uh, <laughs> his latest message. He did come on here and say once that he, someone told him those messages that he sends sound like he's just at the traffic lights <laughs> passing time. <laughs> and they do sound like that. But look, you know, he gets the message across, but. It's all done Would you in like six me to seconds. get him back on the show again? Like I got Maybe Rob Heathcote on. Well, I believe there's a rumour going around that we we should be racing in the next couple of weeks. So we'll get him on before the – if he wants to talk. Well, he it may might not. be all secret, you know. So yeah, he may uh, not. I might be able to tell you anything, Mark. I might have to go into a blackout period before <laughs> the race starts. <laughs> we're going to take a break here on uh, the punters, mate, on this Friday morning. Other side of the rate, we've got Chris's uh, weekend forecast for a big weekend of racing, Dooman, and we've got some uh, races on the Gold Coast. Yeah, Dolby, you've got some uh, winners for Dolby as well. No doubt. Breaking up. Yep. <laughs> we'll be back <laughs> after the break. This is the punters, mate, on SEN. Friday morning, the Tad Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Racing Queensland, Chris, just tweeting that things are heating up and a little fire emoji. I like that. A little fire emoji. I like it. We have another runner confirmed in the inaugural, the Archer race this morning. Gay Waterhouse trained Dawn Passage will be in the race. $440,000, the Archer. Well, I can give you some other runners in the Archer, Mark. Uh, Apache Chase from Ooh. the Desley Forster Stable. Tie Zone, Ooh. one of our favourites from the Edmonds Yard on the Gold Coast. Of course, owned by Tom Headley, who we know well, owner of the Horovian. Gem Song. One of the owners of the Horovian. That's right. Gem Song. Uh, Emerald Kingdom from the Heathcote Stable. You'll obviously get the mail there. Uh, Holyfield and Streets of Avalon. So that was six, and you've got a seventh, which you just mentioned before. Dawn Passage. Yeah. So how many are going to be in the field? I don't know. I think it'd probably be 12 or something okay. along those lines. Right. Uh, it's being held next month. I think it's on Hollandale Stakes Day, which is the 7th of May um, at Rockhampton. $400,000 prize money. Yeah, 440. So, yeah, pretty yeah. good. Now, you were also going to tell us something, or have you decided not to, about. Um, well, I'll get further details. Um, I'll get further details. You can on allude this one. to it today and yeah. follow it up. We might get someone on the program, Chris. That's to talk true. About the it. Racing Museum at Eagle Farm uh, are holding a, an event. I think it's May the 10th, and it's a 6.30 start, uh, just on the history of racing at Albion Park. Now, a lot of people won't know that there used to be horse racing. A lot of the older people will know there was horse racing at Albion Park on a sand track. Uh, it was a tight little track. It was probably about 1,200 metres around, but it's a whole evening um, uh, looking back at racing at Albion Park, uh, some of the horses, some of the jockeys, some of the personalities. 
It'll be a, a really good uh, night for the history buffs. So I'm thinking of even going myself, Mark, driving down and, and going because I'm intrigued with Albion Park. I wish I had been able to go there. but um, I'd, uh, I'd, Before you go, we'll get someone on on the program to talk about it. Yeah. I'm a bit concerned, though. It might be invitation only. No, no, no. It's, oh. just, a, it's just a uh, gold coin donation at the, the museum at Eagle Farm. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So invitation only. Mm, you invitation might get, you only. Might, no. You might get there and they might say, uh, no. no. Sorry. Yeah. Obviously, someone of my standing won't have an issue getting in there, Mark. <laughs> right. You yeah. need an invitation. <laughs> now, <laughs> weekend forecast. We start at Doom and What do you got for us? Okay. Well, Brixie won't like this. Race two, number six, sale. He's uh, He's been an absolute shocker. Well, he hasn't been a shocker. He's let me down the last two starts. He hasn't won. He wasn't. He's not a shocker. He's put in two good runs, two back at Eagle Farm. I think he was going that well for Andrew Mellion that he had no choice than to take him to the front at the top of the straight. And it's a long, long straight at Eagle Farm, and he got run down right on the line. I take a Brixie back sale. Brig- yeah. Yeah, I and he's blaming you. Yeah, yeah, thanks yeah. to me. Yeah. So I told Brixie, next been start. There. Next start, get You'll on learn, again. Brixie. Yep. So he's on the fence there at Doombin, and poor old Andrew Mellion, he could not get off the fence when he needed to, and the horse was cluttered away, nowhere to go, needed the fence to fall down to get some room, got the room at about the 200-metre mark, came across heels and flew home. Very good run. So that's two good runs. Prior to that was a winner. Uh, first up was good at uh, the Gold Coast on um, on that jewel day. So he's done nothing wrong, this horse. He just needs a little bit of luck to go his way. And at around $3.50, $3.80 tomorrow, Brixie and everyone out there, go again. It'll probably be the last time, but go again. If he doesn't win, I'll probably have to put him in the uh, follow, oh, fold, or forgive yeah. file somewhere. But well, uh, no, at, in this the stage, fold file. at this stage, we're with him. So race two, number six, sale. Race three, number one, Yiska. Lee Friedman is starting to get some traction now with his horses, mm. Lee Friedman. I mean, it's taken a while, obviously, to get um, get himself going, but he's got some really nice horses now, and this is one of them, Yiska. Two starts, two wins, both straight to the front. Hasn't ever looked like being beaten. Tegan Harrison rides, and she is very good on a front runner, Tegan Harrison. Uh, I think this one, again, even from a wide gate, maps to get across, find the fence, and we'll be too quick for them again. So race three, number one, Yiska. Start to get a bit harder after that, Mark. I will go to race seven, the Mick Dittman, and I'll go with Alpine Edge. As I said to uh, to Luke Dittman, there looks to be good speed in the race with Prince of Boom and a couple of others. So hopefully they all take each other on and set it up for something to come from off the pace. Alpine Edge, really good trial at the Gold Coast recently, won that trial in good time, uh, just cruised away under no pressure whatsoever. Should settle probably better than midfield. And if close enough on the home turn, I think be able to run over those leaders, providing they don't just dawdle, which I doubt they will. They shouldn't. So each way at around seven dollars, number number three, Alpine Edge in race number seven. So that's race two, number six, race three, number one, race seven, number three. Each way, then I might go to the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. How does that sound? Okay, will they let you in? I won't go. But I'll oh, go okay, you got a tip for sun, Sunshine Coast. I did yeah. have. I can find the page that I had. Oh. Here we go. Preparations. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll just uh, I'll just go with Doombin again because I had a piece of paper here with the Sunshine Coast written all. Here it is. There we go. That much paper here. Race two, number six, Martini moment for Robbie Fred. Keeps running on uh, well in its races and gets a nice gate on Sunday, so I think can settle nice and close. Race two, number six. Race four, number seven, De Maurier for Tegan Harrison again. Finds a suitable race. Always seems to be running on. Only the one win from seventeen starts, but again a good gate. Down in the weights, this looks very winnable. So race four, number seven, De Maurier. And race nine, number six, Choir Boy, Mark. 
for uh, Ryan Maloney and Stuart Kendrick. One run for Stuart Kendrick was a good effort. That was some three or four weeks ago, over 1,000 metres. 1,300 metres uh, this time around on Sunday will suit nicely. And I think the engagement of Ryan Maloney is all important here. Uh, top jockey, not often he rides for Stuart Kendrick, but that's a good lead, I think, to Quiet Boy's chances. So come Sunday... Race nine, we'll all be looking for a winner, and there it is, number six, Choir Boy. Yeah, and on Monday they're racing at Aquas Bay Desert, as you mentioned, six uh, races on the card come Monday. Now, Sammy Highland's been in touch. He likes a doom, and his best at doom, and on tomorrow is race five, number seven, Mass Destruction. So Sammy Awkward likes gate, but yeah, race, good chance. Race for, he's in form. He had two winners last week well, in his little in our little competition we have on the Darling Download. Two winners and a sixth, I think he had last week. So he's doing well. Tony Gollan's got a couple of runners on tomorrow. Race six, number seven, Shamaton. And in the last race, uh, Ulysses or Ulysses? Ulysses. Ulysses. Yep. They are both absolute certainties on paper. They draw lovely gates. They've got the right form, everything in their favour. And are both, I think they're both around 3 or $4. Uh, Shamaton just struggles a little bit at 1200 Ulysses is one over 1350 So, look, if the if, – if, if it's a day where favourites are going okay or well-fancied runners are going okay and we haven't had a lot of those lately, and then uh, certainly have something on those two. You have a good weekend. You too. And Anzac Day on Monday. We'll chat to you next Friday when, and on Monday morning on uh, Breakfast with Pat and Heels. And uh, then we'll be back in the studio on Friday for another edition of The Punters, mate. Thanks to the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring straight break season. It's where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll catch you next Friday morning for another edition of The Punter's Mate.